Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. All right, hello everybody and welcome to Hurricanes Rewind. Coming up on the show, Don Bailey Jr. and Josh Darrow. My football broadcast partners will join me tomorrow. We have University of Miami basketball. We will be coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina at 11.30 in the morning. A 12 o'clock tip-off Miami and North Carolina State tomorrow on FM 104.3. The Shark will be on the FM tomorrow for Miami and North Carolina State basketball. This week we have the national championship game in college football. Georgia routing TCU. Uh, also here during the offseason in football, the University of Miami has put together a top five recruiting class. So we'll, ha- we'll have uh, all of those topics with our broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr., who joins us on the show. DBJ, good evening. We're going to get to some great news for Mark Richt and the University of Miami in a moment. But uh, on Monday night, we saw a national championship game. I think we saw a national championship game. But uh, Georgia destroyed TCU, and I was not surprised. Yeah, you know, Joe, I, I really wasn't either. I uh, <laughs> they they put it on them, and I mean, they they put it on them, you uh, know, in, in a way that we hadn't seen in that game uh, really ever. I don't, you know, it was, it was just a complete Georgia completely dominated uh, TCU, and then from from the opening round till the finish, and it was uh, I enjoyed the football game, but you know, I, I looked at it from a perspective of what do you have to do to get where you got to get to be where you want to be. And, you know, we talked about last year when we opened our season with the hurricanes, you know, five and 15, they Georgia had five first round picks and 15 overall draft picks. And, and they won a national championship and, and that's what it takes. And the scary thought of that Georgia team is, I looked at it last night, and I'm saying, well, well, how old is this football team? We, we, on both sides of the football, I think there were five seniors. Now, that doesn't mean a bunch of juniors aren't going to leave, but it was not a senior-laden team. And with the schedule that they've got coming to them next year, they, it looks pretty manageable. And, and with the, the talent that returns, I'm not so sure that there's not a heck of a chance that, that Georgia's going to make a run for three of them in a row. 
And, um, you know, you, you look at that program and Kirby Smart took over the best job in America. He took over a program where Coach Rick had won uh, average one in 10 games a year for 15 years and been to a, every, a bowl game every single year. And he came in and had spent over a decade with Coach Saban and uh, had spent a little time at Georgia and was well-versed in it and spent time in the NFL. And Georgia has given him a blank check since he's been there and took him six years to get the first one and seven to get the second one and might take him eight to get the third one. But it's, it's paid off for him, and it, uh, it was an interesting ball game. Well, in two years, we go to 12 teams in the playoff, and I think that'll be great. It'll be fun and all that, and it, it gives more teams an opportunity. However, based on last night's result, uh, we probably don't need we probably don't need 12, but I'll take the 12. Yeah, I think if you're not Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia, I think the whole world wants 12. Yeah. Uh, those those three guys have been the, the, the staple in the playoff, and, you know, it's always occasionally somebody circles in. I will Let's not forget Clemson. They've done a heck of a job of getting in the playoffs as well. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm all for 12. And the main reason I'm all for 12 is, aside from the championship game, I mean, the two semifinals, Joe, I, I don't think you could have asked for better football for, on TV. Now, if you're a defensive guy, you probably didn't think so. But being, a, being you know, just a pure fan and looking for pure entertainment, it was the, the semifinals were fantastic. Yeah. Those were great games. Also, what I would draw out of that, my conclusion uh, out of the semifinals would be this. You need to score to win. You need offense to win. Yeah, yeah you do, Joe. And, and you know, you gotta be you got to be a complete football team. There, you, you, you really have to be able to play defense. You have to be able to throw the football. you got to be able to run the football. You know, these one-trick ponies – are only going to get so far. But, you know, what I also saw last night is that if you've got the line of scrimmage handled, you can dominate that line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Then you're going to put yourself in a chance when it comes time to flex your muscles and it comes time to grind it, it's going to happen. And we also learned that you're you're probably not going to get very far uh, if you don't have a quarterback. So that, you better get that thing squared away pretty quick and, and build the line of scrimmage up. But, you know, you get you navigate a season like both like all four of those teams did, and we saw we saw great football um, throughout those games. Now, I'm not saying last night was a great football game, but I'm saying that, you know, TCU played a heck of a game in the semifinals, and, and Georgia certainly played a heck of a game, and Michigan, and, you know, it was, it was some good football. So... It's interesting. I mean, it's to me, it's the greatest sport there is. You know, this month of December, I've had a chance to finally watch some NFL, and and it's an entirely different look. It's an entirely different feel, and uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, this time of year when December, the NFL, it, it all counts. But well, college football to me is the best game in the country. Well, uh, Georgia, you mentioned the quarterback. It's it is uh, very intriguing that that was the one missing. Uh, one missing piece for Georgia was the quarterback and a guy that was a walk-on emerged as a two-time national champion. Yeah, you you you, you got to look at that and go to your say to yourself, stars. Do stars really matter? And a lot of the time they do, Joe. You know that we've seen that time and time again. 
but there's another side of it that, you know, you've got a guy that walked on and left and went to a junior college and came back and hadn't has been told, you know, you're not going to be the guy and he's the guy. And he's even when he's the guy, he's not the guy. And, and a lot of that motivates special kids. You know, I mean, let's face it. Georgia's quarterback will either be governor of Georgia. (laughs) He'll be president of the United States. I mean, that he'll be a Disney movie. I mean, that, that, that is, that guy, that's a historic deal. And, and what an inspiration for everybody, you know, how, and, 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 and when you think about all the guys that have got all the athletic ability in the world and have been proclaimed a, a superstar since they were eighth grade and, and they just don't make it cause they don't, they don't, put the time into it or they don't focus or they don't do everything that needs to be done. And you got a guy that was treated like a stray dog and, uh, comes back and he's got consecutive national championships and, and, and really what, what can't he do? I mean, who, who's not going to want him? Who's not going to want him on their team as in real life? I mean, this guy is, sky's the limit you know and 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 i'm happy for him and i'm proud of him and and that's that's the american dream man the university of miami gets uh two more into the college football hall of fame brian mckinney from the national championship team and mark richt uh primarily because of his work as head coach of georgia but i know that really hits home with you Coach Rick going into the College Football Hall of Fame, a guy that you played with, your teammates, that has to be really special. Yeah, I, I mean, I tear up the second I heard it, you know. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I just uh, well-deserved, an honor well-deserved. Um, not a finer man uh, ever as a head coach. Um, a record that has no peers when he was coaching, you know, up until when he was coaching, he was in the top five winningest coaches in, in all of college football that were active, uh, went to a bowl game all 18 years as he was a head coach. He certainly came to the university of Miami. And in three years, I think he did 30 years worth of work or 40. I mean, we never had an indoor practice facility before he got here and he went on that campus a week and, and uh, Ed Hudak and I had taken him out to dinner, and we're, he says, let's go walk the field. And, you know, we start looking at each other, and he's walking the field saying, this is where my indoor practice facility is going to go. And, and Ed and I look at each other like, okay, coach, you know, whatever you say. And and he just accomplished so much here, and, and the foundation that he laid and the example that he set at, at Georgia, and, you know, n- no violations all above board, and put the uh, – the U network together here and the PO network together at Georgia were made sure the players had uh, jobs when they got done. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a finer guy. I don't know a finer example of a coach. And um, you know, look, I found out and um, within, within 10 minutes, we had two tickets booked and two rooms booked and, I got had Barbarino on the phone, and he, he, they're flying out there, and, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at that thing, and and uh, and root him on, and you know, and he's excited. I happened to see him uh, when he was in town about uh, for the Orange Bowl, and um, we were talking about it, and 
you know, that it came up and you could tell that was something that was, was important to him. Um, but he would never politic for it and he would never push for it. You know, it's just the way that he is, but, um, and, and it, and it came true and it came true for him at a time in his life when he's fighting his heart out, uh, to, 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 to stay in shape and to, to stay healthy and dealing with the Parkinson's and is, is still a great example for all of us. But it's, it's a wonderful honor. It's well-deserved. It, it, it uh, it's not a token for his appreciation. It's, it's honoring his body of work. And, you know, you go all the way back to the, the type of teammate he was when he was at Miami to what type of coordinator he was in winning championships at Florida State and how honorable he was to the University of Georgia. Because, heck, I called him three or four times to try and get him to come to Miami. And he, he says, I'm not leaving Georgia. Georgia's going to have to let me go. And, and that's the only way that we ever got him at Miami. And, you know, he's an, an honest guy. And it has been a great example for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young men on how and adults and how to do it right. And um, I, I don't I, I haven't, something hasn't happened to me uh, in my life in a long time that has made me feel as good as it made me feel to see him get that honor and, um, and so well-deserved. And, uh, and I'm not, the, the college football hall of fame is, has got me liking him again because I have a, I had a problem with him because they won't get Coach Howard Schnellenberger in because you're required to have a, a certain winning percentage, and he's a few points away from that, even though he you know, turned around Miami with a championship in Louisville and got them to 10 wins and got to a 1AA championship at, at, at FAU. So they're, at least I'm even with them, Joe. At least yeah. I'm going to the banquet. I've come a long way on that. Coach Rick might be in the Hall of Fame based on the season that he gave Miami in 2017. If that wasn't a Hall of Fame coaching job, then I don't know what uh, what was because that was a, a very average team that down the stretch did not have its starting wide receiver, starting tight end, or starting running back. And he coached them into the Orange Bowl game. Yeah, he did. And, um, and, and had... Uh... You know, had Miami really, if they could have beat Pittsburgh, uh, they'd have been in the they'd have been in the college football playoffs. And I, I just, it's just uh, amazing what he was able to do. And heck, Joe, the, the first year he got here, he took us to a bowl game and we won. And I don't know, I, last time before that we won it. You know, and um, fifteen years, I don't know, something like that. And hadn't hadn't won one, uh, hadn't won one since. So, you know, he's just. Um, He's a man's man, and he's uh, he's a great example. He's a great husband. He's a great father. He's a great coach. He's a great friend, and and uh, it's nice to see. You know, it's nice to see the good guy win, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm just so happy for him. You know, I, I really, really for him and Catherine because they've just they poured their life and their 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 heart and their soul and their wallet. You know, they've been they've been very, 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 very generous with their own earnings along the way to help a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Well, Mark Rick in the College Football Hall of Fame for us in Miami. Uh, he coached here 
and he beat the Gators as the he came in uh, for Jim Kelly. And he beat the Gators. Uh, was a, a touchdown pass was to, uh, to uh, Rocky Belk, I think it was, and then a, a field goal by Danny Miller. So he beat the Gators, and for that he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in my Hall of Fame. Anytime anybody that beats the damn Gators in my Hall of Fame, so that that helped him. And uh, you know, I, I just. Again, it's 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 nice to see, and it's uh, it's great for the university. And then look, let's, and then Bryant McKinney gets in as well. And and you know, I was thinking about this, Joe. When you, you look at Bryant McKinney, I don't know what I don't think he even had a star, did he? When he came out of Lackawanna Junior College, I don't even know if he was that he was rated. And here's a guy that Miami goes, I guess it was twenty three and one, and he plays in all those games and. Uh, big time bowl games. The guy doesn't give up a sack in two years. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to see those two men go in with all the other hurricanes that have been there, and uh, and I'm gonna be on that first flight out the Monday before and make sure that I'm got the best seat I can have and and and, and be there to cheer for my hurricanes that are going into the Hall of Fame. All right, Don Bailey Jr. with us on the show, and we will continue on the show right after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the show everyone as we continue on joe Gacki, don bailey jr as we continue on hurricanes rewind don't forget tomorrow we've got basketball for you miami and north carolina state Tip-off is at 12 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 11.30 in the morning. We'll be on the uh, Shark on FM radio tomorrow. As we continue now here on Hurricanes Rewind with Don Bailey Jr. Uh, we haven't talked really since uh, uh, since the season ended. And uh, so far, it's been a very good recruiting season for Mario Cristobal. No surprise there, Joe. Um, Coach Cristobal, that entire staff are the best in the business at – procuring talent and making sure that they pick the right type of people to play at the University of Miami. And he came in when he first took the job last year and less than two weeks put together the top 15 class that we saw a lot of of players come in that certainly are going to help in the future. And then after being here a full year and coming off a, a season that 
wasn't what we expected and is able to go out and pick up the, the third, fourth, or fifth best class in the United States of America. And you do that four and five times and six times, seven times, you, you get a program like Alabama and you get a program like Georgia and you get a program like Ohio State because and Clemson. And no, those schools have all secured top five classes uh year after year and now miami's back in that that tradition again of, of getting great classes and it, it it will positively pay off and, and you see his personality coach christopher's personality which i love uh coming through because spends a lot of time on that line of scrimmage recruiting guys that are a lot bigger than everybody else i was going to say you got to be excited now not only through recruiting but also the transfer portal the University of Miami has, it looks like, they've added a lot of depth to their offensive line. They have, Joe. And, you know, Coach Mirabal is um, the best in the business uh, on the offensive line. And the way, the style that he uses to teach, I don't want to just say coach, he teaches, teaches these players that are in his room lifelong lessons, and he teaches them great technique, and he, he challenges them to learn every position along the line of scrimmage, which will secure an opportunity for any, any of them that get a chance to go to the national football league because they've, they've played every position and it makes them more valuable. And it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm excited to get down there and when spring starts and, you know, they picked up, picked up a center from, from UCF that's got a ton of experience and picked up a, a starter for, 20-some-odd games at Alabama that, that played guard in and, and, and Cohen. And there's, uh, you know, we've got Zion Nelson. We've got one of them. We'll see, you know, where he's at health-wise. And and uh, Jalen is want to get him back healthy again. And, you know, you've got a lot of guys there. You know, and Cooper got five or six starts at the end of the year. But, you know, we're, we're getting where this offensive line in the next couple of years, we're going to start sending those guys out off the bus first and 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 it's the kind of look that you want to have uh tyler van dyke comes back so that's a good place to start right your, your quarterback comes back and they build as you mentioned build a wall in front of him yeah they do and that's going to allow for a running game which is going to help him we're going to have to find some help at tight end and we got a bunch of kids coming in there but you know you you, you look at tyler and i think what I learned. I can't. I don't know what anybody else learned, but you you watch these players, much high level college football guys that were in the you know the the big time bowl games. You need that position, and you know I'm a believer. As much as I like the line play and this and that, <laughs> it's hard to win a champ. It's impossible almost to win a championship if you don't have somebody special at the quarterback spot. And Tyler Van Dyke is certainly special and. I think it gets lost uh, last year as, you know, there was a couple games back to back. He threw for almost 500 yards and then came back and threw for 350. And, you know, he's, he's sitting at about 850 yards between two football games and, you know, had injuries and and everything that they had to deal with. But he, he just kept battling. And what impressed me the most is how hard he worked to come back when he was injured in the season both times and unfortunately it, it you know just didn't have time to heal but you know a lot of guys in today's day and age will tap out and he didn't yeah. and that earned 
had earned a lot of respect from from this community, but uh, you know, football community, the NFL, and also his teammates. Got a top five recruiting class. Uh, they addressed some issues on defense, especially on the defensive line and at linebacker. Yeah, you've got they've gotten they're trying to get bigger at linebacker, which is which is important. Uh, you know, again, we go back to uh, the line of scrimmage. I think that's a, that's important and going to still have to try and get some guys. Uh, I think some defensive tackles. I'm sure that they'd like to try and get a, another defensive tackle or two or a defensive end or two. And 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 you know, Joe, there's really there's really no method to the madness. It's a plan, and the plan is is can we upgrade talent? And if you can upgrade your talent, that's what you have to do. You owe that to the the team that's here. You owe that to the players that's coming in, and you certainly owe it to the fans and, and the university. Well, we've had this great argument through the years. Everybody, you know, is it talent or leadership? I don't care if it's football or if you're in the flooring business. If you don't have talent around you, you're going to have a tough time. And uh, Miami struggled this year, lost games to Middle Tennessee State. Duke was an improved team, but nonetheless, in the past, lost to FIU and Louisiana Tech. When you're losing games like that, just compared to what Georgia, who, who Georgia was beating to get to the national championship the last couple of years, to who Miami was losing to, that tells you that you've had to upgrade your talent. You've had to upgrade your talent, but you've also had to create a culture or a mindset. And, you know, I can speak, I think, freely for, for Coach Cristobal and because it, it, the mindset's very similar to – his mindset's very similar to what we were raised with in the game. I, I like to hear that, that guys want to win. Boy, that's, that's a great conversation. But I would imagine if you ask Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal and all the, a bunch of those coaches on that staff and, heck, and Ed Reed and Alonzo Highsmith and uh, Jim Kellys and, and just go through history of who the leaders were uh, at the Miami Hurricanes, they, 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 were, they, they didn't pride themselves on wanting to win. They pride them, prided themselves on hating to lose. And, and just would not allow it to happen. And that's the, that's the type of, of player and the type of, of mindset that's, that, that Miami's trying to create. They, they're gonna, they want a football team full of guys that just hate to lose and expect to win. And if you hate something, you're going to fight it a lot harder than if, than if you don't. And I think that that's, you're starting to see those kind of players because this class held together. Uh, you know, from through the for, from all the commitments for the most part, and they were. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of you know a lot of them were five star guys and four star guys that had a chance to go a lot of places, but they certainly want to be at the University of Miami. They absolutely want to play for head coach Mario Cristobal, and I don't blame them. Well, they needed some punch or more punch from the running back position, and uh, we think we got that with Mark Fletcher from. Uh, American Heritage, they needed or they need quick score, somebody that can take a pass around the line of scrimmage, and next thing you know, they're banging their helmet off the goalpost for a touchdown. They think they did that with Robbie Washington and uh, Ray Ray Joseph from Edison. So uh, we'll see, kind of been down this path before, but uh, they did address these needs. They did, 
that'll that'll always happen. And the thing that Coach Cristobal does that's spectacular in recruiting is, I mean, he's he's staging it, making sure that he's not short on you know a position group down the road. Uh, he's making sure that he uses the portal to his advantage, and he's trying to make sure that they that they don't come up short. Uh, you know, with depth. And I and I we saw that they were faced with depth shortages at uh, wide receiver and talent, and we saw that there were some shortages of of depth at running back, uh, and 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 you, we saw it at, you know across the board. And they are doing a, a fine job of upgrading the talent on both sides of the football, and and that and that's as important as anything. And they're not cherry picking for one position; they're they're cherry picking for the entire squad and making sure that when it all lines up, they're going to be able to compete with, with the Georgias and, and the Alabamas and Ohio States and the Michigans. I'm very happy to see the reaction to pancakes because I have pancakes on the road for breakfast before every road game. Uh, you're a pancake honcho, right? So is that what it is? The pancakes for breakfast. Peanut butter and jelly at halftime. We got a guy on the offensive line now that likes pancakes. Well, I I think that that would be the meal of choice for that whole room. If I was if I was uh, having that group over to my house for breakfast instead of dinner, I, the first thing we'd do is I'd have Priscilla turn on the griddle because we got to make us some some pancakes for everybody because I think that whole room is. Uh, is pretty fond of, of that, and uh, there's that's that's what it's about. But I mean, you want guys that have nicknames about pancaking because a pancake is a nice way of saying that you splattered somebody. I mean, that's really what it is. Are you you cockroached them? You put them on their back and their their hands and their feet are kicking. But uh, I, I like that name, and I, and I really like uh, you know that group of offensive linemen that have been have been secured here. We are two weeks away from the ACC announcing next year's football schedule. The ACC schedule will be announced uh, on Monday, January the 30th. And, of course, this year, no divisions and new opponents for the University of Miami. This year, that includes North Carolina State, Boston College, and Louisville, and Clemson. Yeah, we're going to see Clemson. I don't think people realize it. We saw them last year. We're going to see them the next three years, I believe it is, after that. And, uh, you know, you need to play those games. I was raised on playing those games. And you, you, you go, if you want to beat the best, you got to play the best. And um, But really, you just got to worry about Miami. And you were a guy that had been touting this type of schedule for, for years. And you're right. And I'm glad that it came through this way. And I think it it gives everybody a chance to go everywhere through the conference. And, you know, whether – you know, you got Miami fans in, in Boston and Boston College fans in Miami. It gives everybody a chance to, to see it. And, and it gives different matchups nationally, which I think help, you know, obviously the television rights and help the finances of the, of the conference. I think it was a great idea. And uh, I'm excited and I, I'm glad to, you know, see at least we know one thing for sure for the, the rest of our lives. Miami and Florida State are still going to be playing each other. Yeah, that they are. All right, always good to talk to you. We'll continue our off-season conversations. Thanks for joining us tonight on the show. 
You're welcome, Joseph. Have a good evening. All right, that's Don Bailey Jr., and we will continue on the show right after this. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.